0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech podcast. Free Press Media Press, Inc. organizes this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today, I would like to discuss the case United States versus 37 Photographs. I read this case on Judicia, however, you say that. In this case, this defendant brought in what sounds like a copy of the Kama Sutra, when he was going past customs from abroad, and he tried to bring it in to the United States, but he was charged and the material was seized. So he appealed it and it went all the way up to the Supreme Court. As a person who creates obscene works myself, I definitely want to see as much freedom for obscenity as possible or even things that aren't obscene but people call obscene and certainly this book deserves to be distributed wherever people want to distribute it and in retrospect it sounds rather mild compared to some other stuff we have seen since the date of this trial So how did the court rule? The majority stated the following in their decision. Quote, the trial, cro- the trial court read Stanley as protecting. End quote. Stanley versus Georgia was another case they were referring to. Quote, at the very least, the right to read obscene material in the privacy of one's own home and to receive it for that purpose is therefore held that section 13a which bars importation of obscenity for private use as well as for commercial distribution is overbroad and hence unconstitutional end quote that part sounds good to me the trial court that is since if you can't read obscene material in your home what does the world come to We got to have that right it is not something we can have for discretion. It is something we need to mandate, something we need to affirm as an eternal value. The majority continues. Quote, The trial court erred in reading Stanley as immune, immunizing from seizure obscene materials possessed at the port of entry for the purpose of importation for private use. In the United States versus Rydell, anti we have held, today held that Congress may constitutionally prevent the mails from being used for distributing pornography end quote. I don't think that should happen. the mails should be allowed to be used for pornography distribution whether you like it or not. We need to take a stand for that and we need to take the First Amendment and the laws that are subservient to the First Amendment to the next level so we can allow pornography, to be distributed through the mails. The majority continues. That the private user under Stanley may not be prosecuted for possession of a sanity in his home does not mean that he is entitled to import it from abroad, free from the power of Congress, to exclude noxious articles from commerce. Stanley's emphasis was on the freedom of thought and mind in the privacy of the home. But a port of entry is not a traveler's home. His right to be let alone neither prevents the search of his luggage, nor the seizure of unprotected but illegal materials when his possession of them is discovered during a search. End quote. And then the court says, the judgment of the district court is reversed and the case is remanded for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. End quote. At the very least, we need to have the privacy of the home, like I said earlier, where you can use whatever obscenity your heart feels like looking at, or viewing, or reading, or seeing, or hearing. Now, perhaps they have a point that the customs department needs to screen stuff out. Usually, First Amendment issues aren't dealing with the customs department, at least from the cases I've seen and from what I've heard and read and researched. So this may represent a new area. We want to err on the side of the First Amendment. So I would like to have seen Stanley be allowed to do this. And certainly this book isn't going to cause direct harm to anybody. Guns, we can certainly screen those. Weapons, drugs maybe, if, you're, if you support the criminalization of drugs. What other things, but not books like this. The custom official, you should just let it pass. Although this court didn't rule the way we may have wanted it to, the dissenting opinion had some valid points. The dissenters state, quote, I dissent from the judgments of the court for the reasons stated in my prior opinions. In my view, the First Amendment denies Congress power to act as a censor and determines what books our citizens may read and what pictures they may watch. End quote. yes. Right on. The customs officials here were acting as a censor, you could say. And that seems to be the view of the defendant here. So we don't want to allow them that power. The dissenters continue. Quote, I particularly regret to see the court revive the doctrine of Roth v. United States. That of sending a speech for some reason unprotected by the First Amendment. As the courts' many decisions in this area demonstrate, it is extremely difficult for judges or any other citizens to agree on what is obscene. Since the distinctions between protected speech and obscenity are so elusive and obscure, almost every obscenity case involves difficult constitutional issues. After Roth, our docket, and those of other courts have constantly been crowded with cases where judges are called upon to decide whether a particular book, magazine, or movie may be banned. I have expressed before my view that I can imagine no task for which this court's of lifetime judges is less equipped to deal with. End quote. Right on, right on, right on. People often say obscenity is one of the exceptions to the First Amendment. Now, I don't believe there should be no exceptions, but very few. And obscenity should not be one of them. So I definitely agree with his judge when he stated that we need to reconsider the fact that obscenity is unprotected. So it should be protected. They continue. Let's go back to another point before I read that. Next quote. Yes, this judge make another good point that it's a waste of time for judges to scrutinize every single book and have endless debate over every single book, whether it should be allowed or whether it's obscene or not. Indeed, it is a waste of time. At the very least, it's a waste of time. Of course, the principle of freedom of speech is the ultimate principle. It's also wise to not waste time of government agents. So that's another good point. The dissenting opinion continues. Thus, for the foreseeable future, this court may sit as a board of supreme censors Sifting through books and magazines and watching movies because some official fears they deal too explicitly with sex, I can imagine no more distasteful, useless, and time-consuming task for members of this court than perusing this material to determine whether it has redeeming social value. This absurd spectacle could be avoided if we would adhere to the literal command of the First Amendment that Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of the speech or the, the press. End quote. Right on, right on, right on, right on. He's further elaborating upon what he was saying before, and it would be absurd to have them look over every single book every time someone would stand against a challenge of their material. And besides, some obscene material is probably not good for your mind, though it should be allowed. When I looked at too much obscene material, it does cause bad dreams. And stuff like that. So it's not necessarily wise to watch it and why do we want to expose our Supreme Court people to this any more than they have to. So that's a good point. But yes, I like the literal definition of the First Amendment here by this judge that we need to take the First Amendment to the highest degree and indeed include obscenity in that. As this dissenting opinion continues, but, quote, but it is never satisfactorily explained just why a trials court reading of Stanley was erroneous. It would seem to me that if a citizen has the right to possess obscene material in the privacy of his home. He should have the right to receive it voluntarily through the mail. Certainly when a man legally purchases such material abroad, he should be able to bring it with him through customs to read later in his home. The mere act of importation for private use can hardly be more offensive to others than his private perusal in one's home. The right to read and view any literature and pictures at home is hollow indeed if it does not include the right to carry that material privately in one's luggage when entering the country. End quote. Great point. If you can't get it to your home, how can you read it? And besides, do we want to make a distinction between stuff we get in domestically or stuff brought abroad? I'd rather not. So the judge continues, quote, do not, I do not understand why the polarity feels so free to abandon previous precedents protecting the cherished freedoms of press and speech. I cannot, of course, believe it is bowing, bowing to popular passions and what it perceives to be the temper of the times. As I have said before, our Constitution is not written in the sands to be washed away by each wave of judges blown in each successive political wind that brings New political administrations into temporary power, end quote. Indeed, this document, the First Amendment, is eternal. And we need to keep it that way. And we need to keep it as strong as possible, as broad as possible, and take it to the highest level. So how will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.